Dan Binks, longtime racing crew chief, author, as it turns out, <laughs> as well. Uh, staple of the Corvette program and Tommy Kendall's career. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? This is where you say it. Oh, that's right. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I already said it. No, no, no. No, that no, no, no you were just setting it up. You were yeah. giving me the ball, and I dropped it. Right, correct. Dan Binks. Corvette crew chief, team manager, sports car racing legend, Tommy Kendall, a longtime friend and crew chief. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Exciting. Exciting. I would eat and fries, but yeah, good. <laughs> We're playing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio And welcome to Dinner with Racers, Season 2. I am one of your hosts, Sean Heckman. Driving the car right next to me is uh, Ryan Eversley. And we are on our way to Los Angeles International Airport to drop Ryan off because we've just ended a 40-day trek across 29 states covering 12,000 miles to bring you, the listener, 28 free podcasts that hopefully you enjoy. Anyway... All of this was made possible courtesy of this Honda Odyssey that we are currently driving with. Uh, hey, Ryan, what kind of tires? Got metal tire. Cross contact, LX20s. For those who don't know who Dan Binks is, he is an absolute legend within the folklore of Corvette racing. Uh, but in addition to that, he's had a number of sports car successes in Trans Am and working for Jack Roush and Tommy Kendall and a, and a whole bunch of accolades over a uh, effectively a three-decade career. Total legend. The guy is known everywhere we go. In fact, last year when we did season one, almost everyone we talked to at some point said, you got to get Binks. So he was on our radar for a long time. It was a little uh, little unique bar we went to that was kind of like a hole in the wall. What was it called? The Hamburg Pub. And it was kind of like a small town, I don't want to say biker bar, but it had that vibe to it. But everybody was super friendly. And the funny thing was is that Dan isn't known around there as being a racer. He's literally just Dan from down the street so when we call and say hey we have a racer podcast thing we're doing and we need like you know headsets they're all like people generally ask who's the racer like who's the, who's the person and his his you know friends there were surprised to find out it's dan yeah so we kind of outed him to the locals but maybe now he'll get some free beer at the uh at the pub i had the turkey club sandwich which was the size of my head and i had the chicken sandwich which was equally delightful <laughs> So let's take it, Dan Binks. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Killer. This is like right where we see. Hey, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so there's about three people that know that I race here. That's okay. Cool. So are we outing you then by uh, no. making it more yeah. handsome? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's have you put that on when you're, when you're comfortable. Oh, boy. Oh, here. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, then, I guess you know our source on a couple of things that we're about to ask you. Yeah, he already warned me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, we I was gonna say we have it on good authority. Yeah. Um, that uh, your was it Saturday that you uh, you uh, have won yet another big race in your career. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that chump car race at Road America. Yep. So that was cool. So it was what F body Camaro? Is that what I? Yeah. So I had a Supra to start with. And I uh, got so much grief on the internet about <laughs> working on Chevys and having a. Let me uh, have you pull the mic just a little away. Yeah, that's good. And I uh, got a bunch of grief about the Supra. Right. So I had to buy a Chevy. And then uh, I don't know if you heard of the deal about when they took the engine. No. No, tell us. So tell us how you, <laughs> <laughs> how you so got we, uh, trouble in Chump Car. So it was, was lemons, lemons at the time okay, when we were right. doing it. Yeah. So. Uh, we show up and they take my engine apart before the race starts. Before, yeah. <laughs> now, do they know who you are? So the, when I first raced in the with the Supra, they didn't know who we were, and we won Toledo by 200 laps. <laughs> 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 so I think after that, they were a little bit suspicious sure, of what sure. was going on. Right. So then I did the Camaro, and it made like 350 to the tires. Nice. For, nice. For lemons. Yeah, lemons. right. Yeah. They didn't, Against they like didn't Toyota like Celicas from 1986. Yeah. 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 Like All a right. Ford Escort front wheel <laughs> drive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. then uh, it, I heard the rumor was you guys were going like 155 miles an hour at Road America. No, we went 148. Okay. Oh, yeah. only. Yeah. Only, yeah, 148. only 148. Yeah. Only faster than half the cars that race there. Yeah, yeah. in GT3. <laughs> You're so. right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but. The, and now with that EC class, you can run whatever you want okay. and not get in trouble. So. Uh, ah, okay. Because I, I heard that you did a lemons race before this where you were, uh, they, they do what's called the claim. Yeah, so you? they said they were going to take my engine. Right, okay. And they were really, you know, over the top about taking my engine. And this is this is lemons. So lemons' whole deal is you're spending 500 bucks on the car. Yeah. They, 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 they emphatically say you can't build a cheater car right and if they think you spent more than 500 they, they can, can take your stuff they, they can, can smash it. it they can do whatever exactly right? and <laughs> the, the logic is they'll give you 500 bucks to buy it from you and if you spent more than that well that's on you that's right. you're only supposed to spend yeah, so i got bucks. the engine for free right. aer built the engine <laughs> <laughs> no, i got it for free so a little plug for aer so uh the thing was awesome you know and okay. uh they, like I said, they took it apart and saw that there was real race parts in it. Weird. You know? Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Yeah. Where'd those come from? Yeah. yeah. So. so, you know, no big deal. It was only a 406, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, no hashtag. No <laughs> running a 406. <laughs> so they tell us they're going to take it, and I said, no problem. If you guys need to save face by taking this thing, at least let us race, and then I'll give it to you. Yeah. No big deal. So <laughs> I was racing with my kid, and, you know, we ripped around and had a good time, and they gave us a 200-lap penalty and, you know, just all the lemons stuff. Yeah. And at the end, we went to the driver's meeting, and they said, well, we're going to take your engine. I was like, I know. You told me you were going to. So I waited, and they came down and said, well, how come you didn't leave? And I said, I want to race. My kid and I race here. We have a good time, you know. Yeah. I probably overdid it this time, and <laughs> I get it. You know, Because I assume it. normally when they claim a car, like the second the checkered flag falls, the car's in the hall, and they, they take off so yeah. that no one claims yeah, anything. Yeah, so right. I didn't want to do that. I, sure. <laughs> I knew I was playing out of the rules anyways, so if they had to take an engine, it's no big deal. AR said they'd give me another one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, take it. Yeah. yeah, this is Lemons racing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so now, now yeah. we're in Jump Car, and they have EC, and you can't get in trouble there. Right. Well, so you EC is like they're unlimited? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we just had some fun. You know, uh, Justin Smith and a couple other guys, Aaron. Um, and we just... Have fun. They bought my old car, and I drive with them, and we have some fun. And yeah. 
and he helps my camp some. So it, it's a good deal all around for all of us. Yeah. It's, actually, Tommy was mentioned in your camp. So you uh, you support a sort of a children's camp out in Wisconsin. Right. Uh, tell me about that. So long story short, my dad went there in the 40s and went there. And this for is like right next to Elkhart Lake. Yep. So it's literally three miles from the – if you're standing in the pit lane and you look towards turn 14, it's yeah. right there. What's oh, it called? Okay. It's called Anakiji. Anakiji. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, anyways, my dad went there. I went there in 74 and 76. And um, when my dad retired in 85, he would go there and volunteer like a week at a time. He's from Racine, okay. but he lives in California now. And uh, so camp got in trouble. It was owned by the YMCA, and uh -huh. they went bankrupt. The YMCA of Racine went bankrupt. And uh, we were able to borrow some money from some racers and uh, NBA basketball player Jim McElvain. Okay. And, and uh, we were able to purchase it or get enough money where we could actually get a loan right. and buy it. So uh, we borrowed a lot of money. Um, at the beginning, we were paying $1,000 a day in interest. Wow. So yeah. uh, okay. that'll get your attention. Yeah, right. But, uh, right. Anyways, we have about uh, 3,000 kids that come to summer camp in awesome. nine weeks. And uh, it's really fulfilling. You, yeah. you know, uh, our life, your guys' life is, you know, fast-paced. We're always doing stuff. Right. And uh I probably didn't need more in my life, <laughs> but uh, I tell people no good deed goes unpunished. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And this is just a typical YMCA-style children's camp? Yep. Okay. So we have Christian values. We don't, you know, we're not on anyone. We believe you should be nice every right. day and right. do the best thing you can. And, uh, you know, we have like 55 horses, you know, oh, wow. 40 boats, canoes, yeah. paddle boards. And Tommy was saying beyond fundraising, like, you still go down there and fix yeah, yeah, and, that, that's, and that's, awesome. that's fun for me. I get my golf cart out, and okay. my, I take my daughter or, or my son, and we'll go, you know, a gate will be broken somewhere, right. or a bath, you right. know, the toilet's not working sure. or whatever. You know, one day we were there in the summer and got a uh, – one of the sinks in the kitchen was messed up, and I was down there laying on the ground trying to get it fixed. Right. You know, it's just never-ending. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, old farmhouse, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someday you should get there. Is there a website for people to go to that we can push for you? Yep, so uh, Anakiji, A-N-O-K-I-J-I-G. So it's CampAnakiji.com. Okay. And you can go there, and uh, if you click on the website, there's places where you can help, donate. If you have old tractor, we're always looking for uh, uh, all right. yeah. anything. So sure. uh, I found out a long time ago, if you don't ask, you don't get. So. Have you thought about doing like a, you know, a bring – bring the drivers over kind of thing for we have we have done some of that um it's been mixed you know they're there the kids are there they don't really understand the racing yet sure sure uh we've tried bringing a couple of groups of kids over which has worked um so and we have a big auction there every year yeah. at the corvette corral so cool sweet so camp it's campanakiji.com yep and you can donate or you can do whatever, whatever you want there. The yep, site. yep. So and if you want to go come by and check it out at some time, you can just go to the office and they'll give you a tour. Cool. We can link that in your profile on our website, okay. so they can go right to it, click on it, go dinnerwithracers.com, Dan Binks episode, boom. There you go. There it is. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So speaking of golf carts, go yeah. for it. Because yeah. he, <laughs> he knew right away. Yeah. We, we were told that you you had an incident. In a golf cart at Lime Rock? Yeah, so we used to not be able to race on Sunday in Lime Rock. Yeah. So everybody played golf, literally everybody. Yeah. And uh, Tommy, in those days, you could drink and hang By out. By the way, we, we haven't addressed it. Tommy, when all of us talk about Tommy, we're talking about Tommy Kendall. We're talking about yeah, Tommy, Kendall, yeah, right? the right. Tommy Kendall, right? The yeah. Tommy Kendall. The Tommy Kendall. Yeah, I knew him before he was something. Right, right. <laughs> right. He's just cocky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's cocky and successful. Yeah, before yeah. his chicken car and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. 
Oh, oh no, you can totally cuss on this show. We bleep everything, yeah. and it makes it funnier. All right. <laughs> so we show up to the golf course, and it's probably 8.30, 9 o'clock, and we, you know, we were up late. A.M. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to golf, and we show up with a big cooler and three clubs, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we take off, and it's dewy on the golf course there, and we're screwing around and spinning out and all that. Yeah. And finally, you know, it just gets elevated faster and faster spin outs. And right. finally, you know, the thing goes end for end. <laughs> Tommy gets his <laughs> leg stuck between the tire and the golf cart, oh. hurts himself. Uh. And the thing lands on top of me, and the muffler burns my back until the skin's falling oh. off. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So it was, it was pretty funny. And until you got to race the next day, right. So, and then, yeah. yeah, that was Sunday, so Monday's the race. Yeah. yeah. So How do you answer to the boss when you do something like that? Yeah, we were pretty good, so they didn't mess with us very much. Right. You know, I mean, they, right. you know, yeah, that was a bad idea, but, right. you know. But you uh, still showed up for work. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is that how it is now over at the No, at the it's not so much like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, now you're kind of the guy in charge, right? So, like, well, if a kid goes out and does something, that you know, the 22-year-old shop kid. We have that happen, and, you know, you have to go talk to them and explain to them that, you know, we really are supposed to be doing the right job, and when you yeah. come in the morning, you shouldn't be hungover, right, you know, right, whatever. Right. But there'll, there'll be days like that that you know yeah all right bill riley says he has a two drink minimum but a two drink maximum as well yeah for his crew guys <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not afraid of a bud light you know i like <laughs> both types bud and bud light but so. heavy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so speaking of bud light it's the bar here yeah it's which awesome. is yeah it's it, this is this is probably our most character driven place we've been in our really road trip. yeah oh yeah. We love, yeah. as soon as this i walked in i was killer. like oh this is gonna yeah, work he came out gave me a nod like work this is gonna be yeah. good. so this place is awesome we used to go to the one down the street, right. and a guy named Brandon used to run this thing, and he was super cool. Right. And uh, we met him a couple times and said, ah, you know, we'll switch to this one, you know. And uh, we come for karaoke, which is a riot. Yeah, I right. don't sing. My wife doesn't sing. My daughter, my daughter sings, but she won't sing here. Okay. So my daughter sang for the Pope. Oh, wow. So she's, yeah, she's good. She can really she's sing. Good. And she won't. And she, she will won't not lower sing here. here. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, it's just a riot. Right. Same people all the time, yeah. you know. We come here, and uh, there's a shooting club down the street. We shoot there. We shoot archery okay. and, nice. and guns and and uh, come here afterwards and have drinks with everybody yeah. and have a good time. And That's I assume cool. here at the Hamburg pub, Hamburg, yeah. Um, yeah. you're just another guy with a mustache. Like, you're not, right. you're not no, Mr. I, I, Corvette I, I fit right in here. Yeah. I got a jacked-up pickup, and I fit right, <laughs> right. in. You know, right. they uh, – yeah, they don't know Dan Banks. Right. They know Dan and uh, sure. They they knew who you were, but they didn't really know what we yeah, were. Yeah, like why are we here? Okay. And yeah. like I said, there's only a few people that know. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's one guy that walked up to me and said, "Why are you here?" Right. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he said, "I know who you are." And it was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever. I, this is where I, I hang out." Having a beer. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I come here on Tuesday nights for Taco well, Tuesday and well, whatever. so Monday nights, which is what we're Tony's. doing now. It's yeah, at Coney's. <laughs> uh, it's also trivia night. Yeah. yeah. So are we in or what? Uh, we could try. I'm horrible. Yeah. Well, we'll that's be good. fine. Yeah, yeah we'll right. be good. That's right. <laughs> <You> gotta, <laughs> my wife will love it. You, you <laughs> got to lose it something in life. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> stuffing a V8 in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> win at this for sure. All right. Yeah, we were trying to think of like uh, trivia names. Trivia names. So it was like Dan Binks drinks. You know, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Whatever you guys dream up. Right. Now, is your, is your, speaking of team names, is your nickname Big Daddy? Yes, it is. Dude, can anyone call you Big Daddy, or is it, do you have to earn that? Like, we can't, um, we can't just call you Big Daddy. You like, know, if I see in the pattern, like, Big Daddy, I'm getting punched, not, right? Not very many people call me Big Daddy right. anymore. Okay. Uh, you know, Tommy did. Did anybody tell you what Tommy's nickname is? Oh, no. I don't think so. Yeah, this, this is the best. It's like this Tommy's nickname is <laughs> <laughs> 
so you don't have to share that. But you no, can if you do. want. Yeah. Uh, all right. Send him a tweet right and, now. And how did yeah. this come about? <laughs> you know what? I don't, e- I don't even know exactly how it came out. But it it only stuck for when he was driving for us, you know. Right. But uh, we was it all the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think he had any problem with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had... Sorry, Caroline. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're good. Yeah. That's... yeah don't, we're going to cut that. But you can, you can call him if you want. He'll, he'll, he'll think it's funny. And he's the only guy that's tough enough and manly enough to – he just takes it. Right. 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 So is this, is this a normal thing, like the call from Tommy on a, on a Monday? Do you yeah. Guys keep that Once case? in a while we'll call if uh, – you know, uh, he'll just send me a thing. Uh, how fast did it go? Right. <laughs> you know, right. Because right. he knows it's going to be fast. He yeah. just doesn't know if we're and really this is stupid or not. All about the not. chump car, lemon car stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I keep trying to get him to drive it. Yeah. He won't come. Ugh, man, that'd be awesome. How yeah. pissed would you be if you're Paddock next to Dan Binks and Tommy Kendall at a yeah. lemons race? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, duh. Well, there went my tercel. You know, <laughs> yeah. So. Pack it back up. We're going to have two cars next year. <laughs> two car team. Hey, we were talking about getting in yeah. on it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. We can bring that average down. so have you heard about this show before so i hadn't actually um so i went and i listened to tommy i listened to a couple of them and uh but yeah it's cool yeah no we're really having a lot of fun with it um but our our kind of idea was not only like talk to the big shot race car drivers or whatever but talk to the people that are really the reason the sport goes the way it goes and like is is handled the way it's handled and my car growing up and to this day is the intrepid you know, GTP car. It's sort of the best and the worst it for was, me. Right. Well, that's kind of what Bill said. You know, he said it was behind its time, but, you know, they still got it out there, and it never really got the motor it needed because they wanted to put an F1 engine in it or derived and yeah. the whole thing. But They actually did, bought those engines. Really? Yeah. Talk about what it was like working on those cars in that era as well because that's just, like, something we probably won't see for a long time in sports car racing. Yeah. I mean, just, just to start my career was pretty super fast, right? I mean, I it was GTU. Trans Am and then right into the GTP cars. Yeah. You know, I was a pretty young guy to be a crew chief on those cars. And, uh, you know, basically at the time, it was either Formula One or IndyCar or, or GTP cars. Yeah. And they were, you know, unlimited power, basically. Right. I think our car made about 800 to the tires, you know, which <laughs> right. is, you know, nowadays is not that big. But yeah. in those days, it was unheard of, right. you know, and a 1,900-pound car that makes, you know, I don't even know. They there was big numbers, six, seven thousand pounds of downforce, but the thing wouldn't right. go fast enough to make that much. That is exactly what Bill said. Yeah. yeah. So if it ever would go two hundred miles an hour, it would have made that much. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, almost surreal getting to work on those cars. Chevy program. You know, Tommy driving it, yeah. Wayne driving it. You know, it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah. And then that was my introduction to Gary Pratt and and Jim Miller. And, uh, you know, after Tommy got hurt, we ran a little bit after that. And then, uh, you know, the P cars were dying, yeah. unfortunately. You know, it cost so much money, right? I mean, he, Nissan and Toyota and Chevy were spending a lot of money, and and they, they weren't selling any cars. Sure, so sure. it gets tough. Right? Yeah. Now, you said you started very young as a crew chief. I mean, what was sort of your path? Uh, were you Did you grow up a racing guy? So I grew up a racing guy. My dad raced uh, sports racers, like D-sports racers and bug-eyed sprites and things like that. And uh, I would get parts from a guy named uh, Bob Swenson. He owned a company called PBS in L.A. And uh, another guy, uh, Jim Bailey, was running Phil Connie Racing. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, uh, he called Swenson. He says, you know any kids around that, you know, can work on cars that, you know, work for cheap? 
And he said, this Binks kid's all right, you know. And so I, I went and interviewed him on Tuesday, moved to L.A. on Thursday, and it was really fast forward from there. Right. So, you know, it was John Paul Jr. and John Morton at the time. Yeah. You know, big, big name guys. And uh, Phil was great to me. Phil Connie was, yeah. was unbelievable. Uh, I was telling a story the other day to somebody. Uh, so I was 20. I turned 21 at Daytona when we were running the – uh, in February at Daytona that year. And uh, we had come back, and I said, hey, Phil, I got a hot date tonight. And Phil was kind of a, you know, he was a good-looking guy and dressed the part and okay. all that. So about 3.30, 4 o'clock, he comes out, and he throws me the keys to his Daytona. Oh, wow. Nice. And I said, okay. do I have to pick her up? <laughs> 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 I wanted to take the car out and rip around. Right. But anyways, I mean, that was just the kind of, kind of guy he was. Can you imagine yeah. giving your Ferrari Daytona to a 21-year-old kid? No. No. Never going to yeah. happen. I'm or not doing it, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, but right. say we're a 37-year-old podcast host. Like, it's just not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So. But that's just the kind of guy he was. He, You know, yeah. he said, you know, be careful and have fun and, and – uh, uh, I saw him before he passed away, and it, and we had a, a special time. And I told him that was uh, probably the kindest thing somebody had done for me, right. at, you know. Uh, and he was super, you know, to work for too. Right. And then after that, we went to uh, Clayton Cunningham. So I worked on Jack Baldwin's RX-7. Right. Uh, Tommy actually has it, or I actually have it at yeah. my and, building. And Tommy says when you were the guy there, you know, that's kind of where where you guys got introduced, right? And yeah. And he says you guys didn't instantly click. He kind of had to earn your respect a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's kind of a funny story. My wife and I had met about that same time, a little bit before that, you know, and, you know, we weren't married yet, but we were living together, and, and now all of a sudden we got this young kid that's going to be the race car driver, and she thinks it's the end of my career, right? you know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, hey, this kid's been doing all right. He's been racing those uh, – Star Mazda, well, it wasn't Star Mazda then, but what the same cars. Yeah. And he'd been doing really good. And uh, Mazda had been, you know, looking after young drivers, sort of like what they do yeah, now, yeah. you know, near 30 years later, which is amazing. And uh, so the first race was okay. We didn't do great. Right. And he thought he had just rocked the world. <laughs> and uh, I remember Hanswitz, Mark Hanswitz was one of the mechanics, and he, he said, everything all right? And he's, yeah, you know. And Tommy's thinking he just ran the best race of his life and he was sure. second. <laughs> sure. And Mark said, well, he didn't win, you know, and it just totally destroyed right, Tommy. Right, right, right. But then, you know, then he realized how serious we were. Gotta you know, up. I mean, we, we didn't go to the races to finish second. Yeah, to right. have a you good know. day, you'd have a best day. Right, right. So, um, you know, I tell people, show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, anyways, uh, let's see. Clayton's. So uh, I worked on Jack's, Jack Baldwin's car the first year that we won the championship there. And then Tommy won the championship in 80. Yeah. So it must have been 86, 87, and 88. Right. So 86 and 87 were in the Mazda. Then he left. I was thinking, you know, we were just getting good enough. Yeah. And he, he says, I'm going to Chevy. I'll see you later. And uh, they had a less than stellar run. And... Um, I remember after Sebring, he called me and said, hey, what do you think about moving to Michigan? I was like, oh, man. I'm living in Marina Del Rey. Right, okay. right. I'm renting a room at the beach. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're basically, Marina Del Rey is sort of in the Venice. Oh, yeah, it's LA, awesome. Santa Monica, yeah, yeah. it's right yeah. by the ocean. Yeah. yeah. It, was, so. it was unbelievable being yeah. a young kid. Yeah. Did you, but, where were you from? I was from San Diego. San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, but my wife is from Brighton, Michigan, okay. ah, which is about okay. – 
five miles from. And here. you were with her when in when, California when Tommy gives you the call saying, "Hey, come to Michigan." Right. Okay. So I fly back here, job interview, whatever. You know, same deal. They never want to pay you. Yeah. Same deal. They don't, it's yep. just like always, right? <laughs> so they didn't want to pay me, and I just said, "Okay, here's the deal. If I come back here and we win the championship, you can pay me this money. But if we win the championship, it's this much." Yeah. And they were like done, because they had they had already ruined two races. Sure. And uh, I think we won about. I think we won the second race uh-huh. that I was there with them. So. Um, and it wasn't all me. It was a matter about getting all these guys together. And it's never about one guy. This sure. is not a one-guy sport. Yeah, you guys yeah. know that. It's about how can you get the five or six or ten guys all working, working together, together. Yeah. and, you know, getting the engineer to think about what's going on, listening to the driver, and making sure nothing falls off yeah. of it. And that's all we did. Right. And Tommy was good enough to drive anything. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. You know, it was unfair. <laughs> you know. So we came here. Um, so it was uh, 88, 89, 89 we sucked in Trans Am. And then 90 we won the championship again and then uh, off to the Intrepid. So that's sort of the how it all worked. Right. right. Um, and then I think uh, I think it was nine championships with Tommy from 86 to 97. Right. Might have been eight. I, I can't remember. Well, and Tommy said when you first kind of – got set up at Roush, that uh, there was a little bit of friction when you first started. So at a typical Tommy thing, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he, he sets up these deals, and then, oh, you know, let's bring Binks along. And right. and I got totally screwed. Right. Okay, okay. I got uh, – I just set this up. Every shop has their guy. Right. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. team is like, yeah, order. the guy that's running but the thing. But yeah. the problem the there was they hired their guy and, and me at the same time. Oh, okay. So he so hadn't been there. He hadn't been there. Oh, interesting. And so okay. I get there – you know, and it's like, hey, you got a boss, and it's like, dude, I know this guy, and he's not a bad person. Don't get me wrong. Right, you know, I mean, right. I mean, he's just. And who are we talking about? Emery. Okay. Emery Donaldson. Emery Donaldson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, he's a nice guy. I still talk to him and all that, but we are different people. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. We race different. We have different philosophies. You know, um, I'm in the shop every day. I walk around the right. car. I know what's going on. And, and this I know is like eighty nine, ninety. This is uh, after the Intrepid, so this is 92. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The end of 92. Okay. I go to work for Jack. Right. Um, we build two cars. He's the team manager, crew chief, and I'm, you know, chief mechanic or whatever sure, on one of the sure. cars. He's got his buddy driving his other car. The second car is one of his buddies was driving, Fergus. Oh, yeah, John Fergus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah racing against his son Corey now. Great, great guy. Um, and, you know. They were partners, and Tommy and I were partners, so it was a little right. awkward, right? right? You know, you're just trying to make but it. But the, the legend has it there was like a, there was like a showdown <laughs> to rebuild the transmission. <laughs> there, really, that, there, that there was a showdown in the shop that he said that we should all use air tools, and, uh, you know, was I just wasn't that guy, limit. right? Right. I just wasn't that guy. And, so you he's know, like, every air tools, everything. Everything. everything just we're pull taking everything apart. off and put right. it back on, and, and to me, you might as well have a rag in your pocket and, you know. Let's do it by hand. Yeah, yeah. That's the same way my dad is. Yeah, yeah it's just like, come on, let's let's do our job, and you know, but he just wouldn't let it go. He wouldn't let it go, and I said, well, and and I shouldn't have done it the way I did it, and, right. and you know, age 
age helps that. Because sure. I assume your attitude was like, if we're getting the results, we're going to do it however we got to do it, right? Yeah, I want to okay. do it the best job I can. And right. and if I just whip it back together, I'm not going to spend the time to really have it sure. in my hand yeah. right. and look and at look it. And look at it with and, diligence. You know, I mean, yeah. if you just zip, 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 and you're done, I, I just think you missed something. Sure. sure. So he just would not let it go. And I said, you know, we had a team meeting, and, you know, he was getting down on me. And I said, okay, right now there's two cars there. Let's take the transmissions apart and put them back together. Ready, go. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> he couldn't have done that if he'd have tried. Was right. there like just a tumbleweed that like flew across when you did yeah. it? And you're sitting there ready. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> Staring each other. Yeah, that's Dan Biggs doing sound effects. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah How about, was that all right? We're good. It was all right. Yeah, perfect. You know, it was just it was just a uh, a line in the sand yeah. on that day, right? Yeah. And he didn't like it. Right. And Jack didn't care. Jack, sure. uh, Jack almost. I think Jack likes that. You yeah, know, yeah people, of course. You yeah, know, right. don't get along or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> it didn't take very long. Uh, our car, our car qualified first. I think okay. they were fourth or fifth, maybe. Uh, the race starts. First yellow flag. They go a lap down because he didn't know what to do. Uh, strategy. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and he'd kind of come from that NASCAR logic where you pit he, under yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't think about what was going on, sure, sure. and he hadn't been racing in those races. Sure. Yeah. And you don't have to be a rocket science. If you're in front of the leader, you stay out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're behind the leader, you know, you can take a chance. Sure. But, you know. Got to get the lap back. Got to get the lap back. Yeah. So it took three laps for him to figure it out. And Jack's losing his <laughs> mind. He is. I don't know if you've dealt with Jack. But in, in the old days, he would not have any problem letting you know that you were Where an idiot in front okay. of everybody. Right. And. That was just him. That wasn't. It wasn't a negative. He just, you know, if That's he, his way. if you, yeah, it was just his way. Yeah. And I really enjoy Jack, so don't. I don't want it that come off wrong. But he just was losing his mind that we were so far apart on right. these two cars. Right. And uh, I remember Jack <laughs> saying, "I don't care what you do. You pit when Binks pits." <laughs> right. <laughs> do the same thing he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, so it went downhill. Obviously, you can imagine the tension between the sure, two of yeah, us yeah, now, yeah, yeah. right? So one thing leads to another. That race finishes. We do win it with Tommy, and uh, I think it was Mark Martin, and I can't even remember those years. Was that the Paul Newman car? No, okay. it was before that. It was okay. a flag car. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So any oh, it was Robbie Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jack blew up at Robbie Gordon, too. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a common theme. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is this year's theme. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robbie is a trip. We can have a whole different conversation on We'd Robbie. We'd love to. We actually were, we were talking about getting him, and then unfortunately his, his yeah. thing is going on going with him, on, so right. we're not even going to bother him. But we'd love to have him at some point because that guy that guy's amazing. seen it all. He's, He's seen the, it done it all. So Jack called him to come drive up. We'll just side note on this. Yeah. Come to drive, 24 hours of Daytona, and he didn't know that he was going to race with any other people. Right. He thought he was racing the whole thing by himself. Hours by himself. <laughs> and he was probably <laughs> fine with that. And he's the only guy I know that could do it. Right. I'm not yeah. kidding you. He yeah, yeah. could do it. Yeah. He's well, he's been that. so used to Baja and just. Yeah. What do you mean I got right. four other drivers? Yeah. yeah. What are they here for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we go to Miami for the sprint race, and Jack calls me. Actually, I had a pager. That tells you how long ago <laughs> right, it was. Right, 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 right. Jack pages me at like three in the morning. He said, I'm on my way down. There's a problem with the valve springs. Pick me up at the airport. We'll change the valve springs and I'll fly back to the NASCAR race. Right. Jack himself. Jack himself in That's his airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the two engine guys and we go to the track without right. Emery. Okay. Okay. 
So, oh, uh, yeah. you didn't get the call. He didn't get the call. I got okay. the call. Right. Yeah. And so we got it ready. The valve covers are off. The rockers are off. Jack shows up. We're changing valve spring. Emery walks up. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And it was downhill from there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. So, and, you know, it was a bummer for Emery, but, you know, I don't know. That's just running around. I mean, that's the reality right? of you know racing. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life yeah, yeah. goes on. And I worked for Jack for 10 years. And, uh. Uh, was able to help him win his first NASCAR championship with Greg Biffle okay. Okay. in 2000. So uh, I never let Jack forget that road racers helped him win his You're first NASCAR right. championship. That's awesome. so, yeah. uh, There's got to be some classic Jack story out there that we don't know. Like, was there a mannerism he always had or an expression he used all the time? He just is one of those guys that's – I think he's uncomfortable around – people uh-huh. different people sure. and he wasn't that uncomfortable around me but i don't think he was you know i mean i'd fly with him in his airplane and you know but he just we weren't ever buddies you okay. know so yeah, it's it a little weird yeah. to, you know he's still the boss he's still the boss yeah, and all yeah. that and i'd love to get that all sport car at some point yeah yeah you know what i mean uh where is it now jack has it okay. it's in the museum okay, okay. so but the cool thing about Jack is no excuses, right? right. If you work for him and you did, worked hard and you did the best job you can, he he really took he that in. Yeah. Sure. If you went to the Monday morning meeting and said, "Well, I didn't have this and I didn't do that and I, you know, I would have we'd have been okay if we'd have done this," or he didn't want to hear that. Sure. Right. He wanted you to take take it for what it was, learn from it, and move on. And if you could do that, he didn't have any problem with you. Right. Yeah. You know, excuses. He just lost it. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Now, okay. do you find yourself? acting the same way as some of the guys you like who would you say you relate to the most from the way you manage the team I mean at Brad Miller yeah they probably say I'm a pain yeah I expect a lot sure you know I expect them to be there on time that's what probably my biggest pet peeve I being late I I really struggle with people being late sure you know I've yelled at them and I you know my motto is show up work your butt off and go home right yeah, yeah and when three guys are working on the car and one guy shows up at you know 20 minutes late well you know if he does that all month you know it's a big deal yeah right? Right, it's just sure. not fair right yeah we absolutely start time start time for everybody so sure, sure. um but they get over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm sure there's no shortness on people that want to work for pratt miller in the yeah. gt program so it's been unbelievable it really has together yeah. you know we've had a, the same group of guys you know uh we get a couple new ones here and there uh do you guys want some food, by the way? Do we, we want can, food? Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> you seen me? <laughs> <laughs> so Ron and Tommy were, like, really at each other's necks in Trans Am. So when oh, we, yeah. we raced against them, uh, it took them a long time to uh, figure out that I was okay. I know, right. even though sure. I was oh, when he was working with you later on. When he worked with me later on. Yeah, and right, actually, yeah. the second race, we raced, uh, sorry, the first race that we raced together was Sebring in 2003. And he wore a Tommy Kendall shirt. Uh, <laughs> okay. And Just we won. Just send a message. Nice. Okay. So nice. my first race at Corvette Racing, we won. Okay. Right. So, uh, but Ron and I are super, you know, we're tight. You sure. know, he's cool. He's, uh, in fact, his kid plays hockey in America. Well, he plays in Canada. And okay. Right. And uh, he plays in Flint. We go up and watch him play and stuff. That's so cool. we'll see Ron. Now, uh, 
We sat down with Johnny O two weeks ago. Yeah. Whenever it was. If there was one thing we learned about Johnny, according to him, is he was a second faster than everybody he's ever driven against. Yes. That's so did right. it did it and bother? He never Johnny? heard of telling everybody that too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was true even then. Yeah. Okay. Did it, so did it bother Ron that clearly Johnny was faster? Yeah. It didn't bother Ron. Ron didn't care. Okay. <laughs> we all love Johnny, including Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. No we saw that. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sat down with Johnny O, and he had some really uh, interesting things to say about the Corvette program because when he came in, he felt like he was up against fellows for like you know, even as a teammate. It was his show for a while, right? And then the thing that he said was that when the t- when the time came, Ron ripped, paid the favor the other way. Like, okay, now it's your chance to go after the championship, mm-hmm. and, and they created a great friendship they, out of that. Yeah, they work together pretty well. Yeah, you know, race drivers are race drivers, mm-hmm. right? They still want to be the best guy, right? Sure. Right. And in our program, with this Corvette deal running as long as it has, the drivers get older and they take on a different responsibility. Maybe they, you know. They're still driving, but they talk to the other drivers and help them and all yeah, that, where, yeah. you know, normally it would be just cutthroat. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. And I think Ron probably set that example for everybody even to this day. Yeah, I can see right. that. You know, um, it's okay not to be the fastest guy. You know, a lot of guys have a hard time taking that. Yeah. But once they get to that point, it's cool to help people. You're right. right. You know what I mean? You're it right. really is. Kind of circling back a little bit, when you were – when you were with uh, Baldwin at the Cunningham Mazda project, anything come out of that? Any funny stories? Uh, you know, Jack is a funny guy. I, yeah. I, I like Jack. Yeah, we want him on. Yeah, yeah he, he's he a is a riot. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is I was friends with Jeff Klein, who was the co-driver with Jack. Okay. And uh, Jack at that time was pretty much about Jack. That oh. time. Yeah, I'm being I'm being nice. I'm being nice. And uh, and Klein says, every time I get in this car, the mirrors are pointed at me. <laughs> I look good. So that's uh and, and we won a championship with Jack. We he, he really could wheel that car yeah. and he did yeah. a good job and uh, Clayton Clayton gave me a lot of uh, a lot of great experiences, a lot of things, how to do things right, and how to – he gave me some rope to hang myself a couple of times. But, you right. know, right. we won a lot of races. I think we won seven races that year with Jack, sure. you know. Um, so I was very fortunate. I was super young. So at that time I was 22. Can you imagine Jeez, that nowadays? Yeah, that never, yeah, it yeah, never happened. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't. Not that level. No way. Well, so. actually, that's something that's kind of a recurring theme we've had for that 22-year-old that's listening to this who wants to work for Pratt & Miller and – work under you or something like that what's the best way to get yourself out of that job well so you know like my son okay he volunteered right right. he he changed tires when he was 16 at petite on a p1 car oh cool oh wow so they know that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so he he would come to our shop and practice pit stops what car was it it was uh mike lewis's uh mg Okay. Remember those yeah, MGs? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like so the Intersport? orange one. In, no, or it was a different. It was uh, run by Autocon. Oh, yeah. They were out of California. Yeah. They were nothing special. But yeah. but uh, I knew those guys yeah. from San Diego. And, uh, hey, my kid's going to come. And they had – he went there not knowing that he was going to change tires. Sure. And wow, they, yeah. they sort of, like, changed tires at the track. And he was like, wow, you could do this, you know. Right. And uh, away you go. So my, my deal is I would – work on spec miatas yeah i would work on anything 
Friday night races, whatever, and then volunteer. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I tell you to get a truck driver license, but I, I don't, don't want don't anybody do to do don't that. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but if you can work on a Friday night car or whatever, you can do this. Yeah, right. right. You can get the tires on, make sure they don't fall off. You can, you know add oil, make sure the engine's in right, you know, all of those things. And that's why, you know, I worked on Fiat's and uh -huh. Bug-Eyed Sprites and Volkswagen's and, right. you know, it's it's not all fun, right? right? Of course. But you're learning. Yeah. You know, my dad would let me work on anything, and it paid off. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, I think the first time I saw you away from a pro race was at Sebring in 2008 or nine or something. Oh, yeah, I was driving. You were driving the C5R that yeah. somebody bought. Blaine. And that was the first time I'd seen that car, like, in a privateer or one of those cars. It was it one of the very first privateer non-race cars. Yeah. Right? We sold them to racers. Sure. But, but Bob Blaine was the first guy that we sold it to as a – as a vintage car. Yeah, and I was there racing like a Cayman or something, and I'm, I'm, we were in one of the same groups first because those okay. HSR race weekends can be like chaos. You can be in a two-liter 911 and an R8 uh, Audi yeah, yeah, right. LMP1 car yeah. to be out there, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, I came down pit lane to like go coach, talk to my guy who's coaching, and you're like getting out of the car in a driver's suit and helmet, and I had no idea you drove anything. Yeah. And I was like, how cool is that? The guy that builds those cars gets to drive them now. Yeah. How did that come about? So, actually, another friend of mine was going to buy that car first. Okay. And he said, no, I can't do it right now, but I know this guy that, that will. And so he calls so he calls him, then he calls me and says, don't sell it to anybody. I'll be there Friday. Yeah. If I can fit, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah. So he's a big guy. Okay. He's 6'2 uh, or 6'3. Uh -huh. So, and he's, you know, he's not fat, but he's a big guy. You know, I don't know, 220 sure. pounds maybe. I don't know. But anyways, we take the seat out, the whole thing's out, and he gets in there and says, if you guys could build me a seat that fits this thing, I'll drive it. Okay. And the guy that was going to buy it is Al Petkus, and I drive some of his cars. He's got a couple of Riley and Scott Mark III's. Yeah. He's got a, a Dorsey's Ray Bestis car oh, that I drive once car. in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so he said, you need to have Binks come drive that thing with you and make sure that you, you're up to speed with getting, you know, all of the stuff, right. right? And so, you know, he got the traction control updates. He got, <laughs> you know, for all HSR, stuff. Yeah. for yeah. HSR, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, and he he let me drive it. And yeah. uh, in fact, he was bugging me last night <laughs> at Road America to come drive at Daytona with him. But um, classic twenty four, yeah, yeah. So and then, and then there's another one at Sebring, but uh, I don't feel that good okay. anymore driving those cars. Sure. So. Uh, I had some health problems a while ago, okay. and they're fixed and all that, but whatever happened messes with the way I feel okay. driving those cars. And that thing, you know, it's not planned. Yeah, right. So first of all, you know, they don't have restrictors. <laughs> right. You right. know, I do the engines for those cars at my home. Okay. So uh, like George Kratz and Blaine, uh, Charlie Nurberg, he's got a car at the Peters, a couple cars at the uh, Peterson Museum. Uh -huh. So those guys send their stuff to me to yeah. get updated. That's cool. So they make probably 150 more than they made in the day. I was leading you a little bit on the Jack Baldwin question because there was a there's a rumor about some sort of Cadillac yeah. getting, getting wrecked. Yikes. <laughs> so there was a couple of different ones. So Jack <laughs> asked me to return his Cadillac okay. to the airport. And I did that, but it was a little worse for wear. Sure. It was a rental car. It was a rental car. Yeah. I was very young. We won the race. 
Um, probably had a few too many cocktails. Maybe. But this is in the 80s. It was sort of acceptable. <laughs> can't be can't be prosecuted for it yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. And, uh, Different culture. So uh, we're in Lime Rock. And uh, so I don't know if you know where the jump is at Lime Rock. There's a jump on the ro- one of the roads there. Okay. And so just to, for the record, Tommy jumped a Cadillac there, and the interior light came on and wouldn't go off. That's how <laughs> bent it was. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, I got Jack's car. I'm 21 years old, you know, driving a Cadillac. I'm, I'm as cool as you can be in Lime Rock. Sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> Living the life. We're going down this country road a million. <laughs> and all of a sudden it turns left. And I'm on this guy's yard going 60. Right. Right. And it's all I can do to miss the pine tree in the front of the guy's house. <laughs> and all of a sudden it just gets quiet. Because you're in the air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we land. We, so one yard was above the other yard, and right. we land on this guy's wood pile. <laughs> In Lime awesome. Rock, right. which yeah. is like quiet town yeah. USA. Exactly. The guy yeah. comes out and he goes, boy, there's turns out here. <laughs> <laughs> so as nice Connecticut people are, he gets his floor jack out. We jack it up, get it down. We had to fix it. Right. Yeah. But it was never the, never right. We had to un- yeah. take the steering wheel off and put it back on so it was it. clocked yeah. right. <laughs> and the, the Enterprise phone call? Yeah, they didn't call. They okay. never called. Okay. It's amazing what you can get away with. Yeah. yeah. In those days, it was a lot more. <laughs> right. You right. know, now, you know, Tommy and there's another story about Tommy. They uh, We raced at Del Mar. Okay. And uh, Willie T. Ribs, Jack Baldwin, Tommy, there was a handful of them. Yeah, that's already a trouble brewing yeah. story right there. They went on the horse track. With, with the, the car. Car. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Talk about trouble. <laughs> and he left that out. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. should have left that out. <laughs> yeah, His dad was like on the... Uh, Del Mar, you know, board of directors. Oh, or nice. Oh, right. There's his the idiot track. son driving around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 yep. Idiot son. <laughs> so there was a better one with Jack. I don't know if we should tell it. Yep. Uh, get into That's it. That's a yes. We'll see yeah. it. We can always edit it. Because so we're, uh, we're going to ask him, too, when he's on one day. We're yeah. in Portland, Oregon. And Jack is just Jack. You know, I mean, everybody just gets enough of Jack. You know, <laughs> he's just like, enough, Jack. <laughs> so I said, man, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. So I automatic center punch the headlights on his car. <laughs> and I fill him with oxyacetylene <laughs> and put, put scotch tape over him. And then we wait to see what he does, right? And he goes out to the, get his car, and he turns on the headlights, and the hood and the fenders <laughs> come off. <laughs> I mean, literally an explosion, right. right? And those are the days where everybody did acetylene bombs. You yeah. know, they would blow them up all the time. It was no yeah. big deal, right? <laughs> so next thing we know, the fire trucks are coming to the, oh, red, yeah. the red Lion there. And, oh, dude, it got really serious in a big hurry. Yeah. And one of our sponsors, I won't tell you his name, but he, uh, he got everybody together, and he said, all right, that was the practical joke of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more. That's it. Yeah, that was Shut it. Shut it down. Yeah, it was, it was too much. Now, if something like that happened today under yeah, one of your guys. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Imagine it's not taking the same way. But I, I, I'm more lenient now. Right. You know. But you also have a very brand-conscious company. That, yeah, that you just you can't right. do those things right. anymore, yeah. right? I mean, you know, with yeah. your – your accurate deal, and you know, people are looking out for you to be the role model or yeah, the, you yeah. know, the right person. Sure. And you know, I'm just trying to make up for it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
with with being like the big daddy of Pratt Miller, um, I got to say it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, he's not he's like, uh, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> when your guys screw around, you have a little bit of tolerance for it because you know what it's like to be the younger guy in, yeah. a, in a big program. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Right. And and without the screwing around, you don't get the camaraderie yeah, or you know whatever. Sure. You, you know you need all of that. Yeah. Right. You know it's a team sport, and you know once in a while I have to be the the iron yeah, yeah. fist guy. Yeah, someone's got to be. Right. Exactly. But every team you know, needs when, that. Yeah. yeah. If you need the instigator, you need the guy that's getting picked on that a little bit too much. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. When he starts crying, you yeah. have to go. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Fine. <laughs> okay. Get off him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> Get back on him. <laughs> well, I'm a big believer that, like, giving each other sh- is a good way of correcting somebody's behavior without having to lecture them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A little bit of hazing is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of set the pecking order. Yeah. When you uh, you we might take it to a different level. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you worked with Roush, there was uh, another TK story. We're just throwing him under the bus. Yeah, he's getting me. Yeah. <laughs> there was something about an expense receipt. With you and Jack, where uh, it was some dumb. Well, it was like a movie ticket or something. They were like hounding you and hounding about you like about it. About like a $4 it. charge, and apparently. Yeah, yeah. That happened a lot. Yeah. Oh, you okay. know, I mean, it was just. Well, that was just Where was he way. going with it? I don't know okay. where Tommy was going oh, with it. Oh, apparently the one liner was, uh, what are you going to do, fire me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I did that a lot, and, you know. <laughs> you know well, it's true. My motto that. is if they could fire, find somebody better and cheaper, they'd already done it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, I like that uh, answer. But, you know, for me, right, I was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on transmissions and brakes and all yeah, that, yeah. and they're worried about some $4 charge. It's like, give me a freaking break, yeah, people. Right. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't Jack, right? You know, uh, it wasn't Jack. It was just, you know, that's how the, the bean counters worked, right? It right. was just... Uh, it was just a pain. Right. You sure. know, it's like, no, I don't have a receipt for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Right. You right. have to let it go. Yeah. I could throw away a $60,000 transmission, and nobody would know. IMSA, kind of when you were getting in the thick of it with the GTB project, there was a lot of people going to jail for different things. (laughs) Were you ever, like, caught up and not necessarily working for those people, but seeing it and being like, what is going on here? So I worked with John Paul Jr. at Phil's. And so I'm a young kid. John Paul was a young kid. Yeah. I remember one night we were hauling ass down the freeway. Hauling ass. Yeah. And got pulled over. And Junior, I don't know how much money he had. Enough. Yeah. And the guy asked us a couple of questions, and he said, will this do? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, walked, wow. He walked away. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Have a good night. Because yeah. in my head, that could really go bad the other way. Yeah. yeah. But in those cop. days, in those days, I mean, the guy was probably making 15 grand, right, in the right. early 80s. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know? Right. The cop. The cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was in a $100,000 car. Yeah. He was like 15 grand today. Is there a nostalgia a little bit for that that kind of day where, uh, not necessarily where you could pay off cops, but uh, (laughs) what I was saying, where you could could get away with blowing up a rental car and there's no DNR list. Exactly. I mean, I remember we beached a car at Daytona one time, and, and they. Not that we didn't get in trouble, but we didn't go to jail. Right, 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 right. right. So um, it was just a different time in the world. You know, it really was. It wasn't that, you know, that we were trying to buy off a policeman. It was just like, hey, sorry, we were really stupid. Will this help? Yeah, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Let's make us less stupid. Accepting your penalty. So we've done two dumb things in the last five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you go back to NASCAR? If I was 20, I'd drive straight there. Yeah. Okay. Think about this, right? I mean, when I was 20, it was the early 80s. It would have been it would have been unbelievable for me. You know, guy, there was plenty of guys like me yeah. there, right. you know, that would work on those cars and make them faster. Right. You know. Right. And I wouldn't have to work right now. Right. Don't take yeah. that wrong. Right? Yeah, no, it's I'm not so that I, you know, yeah, yeah. and I love what I do. Yeah. Right. But. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the season ended about uh, three weeks ago in yep. IMSA. Congrats on the championship. Congrats on the championship. Awesome deal. Thank you. Uh, the four car and uh, both cars did good. Yeah. Right. The four car was able to win the championship, which was awesome. Right. And uh, the three car ended up third. You know, right. with a couple wrecks there early in the year was a bad deal. But sure. Well, but my point is, presumably you guys are without knowing your test schedule. Uh, presumably you're already back at it for next year. I'm sure yeah, you've got load, tests lined up. Load up Friday. So. Yeah, exactly. Cool. But yet. <laughs> Last weekend, you're running chump car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you're talking about restoring old cars. Is it correct that you restore vintage Volkswagens or something like that? Is that what we heard? So I have a, I had a Volkswagen. I had a right. 51 VW. That's the guy that bought it said it was the nicest one he'd ever seen. Yeah, so right. whatever, you know, it was a very nice car. Right. Yeah. Um, it'd been all over. Uh, Carmen had called. <laughs> Just happened. Anyway. Oh, anyway. oh, trivia started. Yeah, I guess it started. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, missed yeah. it. Yeah, go on. This is normally the night with a, my daughter and my wife. We hang out and try to not be last. Right, <laughs> right, right. So we ruined family night. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. But that's my point is that, like, you know, this is like your one escape. It doesn't seem like you have a lot of weekends where you're just going fishing. No. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fish. <laughs> I actually like catching fish, but I don't like fishing. Do you understand? Yeah. I, I, if we're going to go fishing, I want to catch a sailfish. Okay. I don't want to go mission. and get crappie. Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit on a bucket and go ice fishing. You right. know, I want to yeah. catch fish. Right. right. I can do that. <laughs> you I don't, got a goal. I don't you want to achieve it. Well. Yeah. And you know, it drives my wife insane. Right. You know, um, I can get up on on the weekend and get four or five hours in the gr in the shop, right. and they're getting breakfast. You know, at right. ten. Right. Right. So it's just what's the normal wake up time for you? Four thirty. So Ugh. I don't think the road trip with us is going to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, pro he probably doesn't know that we have a cardboard Bill Riley with us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Bill's on the trip with us, basically. Sweet. Yeah. You'll, I you'll saw it on something. There, there we go. Facebook We're thing. getting I did, there. I did see it. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, that kind of just stemmed from we had such a nice time with him last year. Like, Bill, you're coming on the trip next year. And he's like, awesome. yeah, I'm in. I'll send you. He didn't realize. <laughs> he didn't realize what that meant. <laughs> what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've been in the paddock for a long time. You work with Johnny O. Yep. How was it that the sport has managed to keep it secret that he uh, attempted to murder Dario Franchitti? <laughs> Dario is such a practical joker. Oh. So, I don't know if you know or not, I wrote a book. I helped write a book. I did not know did that. did not know that. Wait, what? It's Where called Making it? it Faster. Okay. A friend of mine, Norm, and I... Uh, is it on, like, Amazon? Yeah, or? it's on Amazon. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. <coughs> so anyways, third book. Yeah. That the, that the money goes to my camp. And anyways, oh, we, wrote a done. we wrote yeah, a right. book. Okay. We're doing that. And so Dario, like, figures out the craziest places to put it. Like The book. The book. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he had it under his bicycle. Like, he had the rear tire spinner thing in his house, and he put it under the front tire to make it level. <laughs> you know, uh, he blocked the door open to his garage with nice. it. Nice. Okay. Uh, just random. Yeah. How do you know each other? Through Tommy. Oh, okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. So oh. I know a lot of those guys. I know, you know, like uh, Mike Hall. 
I, I mean, I've known Mike Hall since he raced Formula Fords. Cool. Okay. We're going to see him on Wednesday. Yeah. Can you uh, – we don't, we don't really know him. Okay. So – Kind of like how we came in prepared for you with a couple of questions. What's Are you going to talk to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah Wednesday. Yeah. We're really excited we're about it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems cool based on our emails, yeah. but we don't know him at all. So it'll, like, it'll be good. Yeah. So what's the best thing we can prompt him on that he doesn't know we know? I don't know. <laughs> I'd ask him about his driving career. Okay. Oh, that's – yeah. You got that grimace like, yeah, it wasn't good. It was, it, he had He had fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's guys that get – I'm not saying that he couldn't drive, but he drove and he he right. did it a lot. And you know, not a lot, but you know. So now your son, was it always clear this was kind of the path he was on? Yeah. And you were always okay with this. It wasn't like I don't know. You're never gonna have any free weekends. <clears throat> you're not working for me. What I told him was, I told him he didn't want to work for me. Yeah. He'll always be my kid there. Yeah. And it'll never. Yeah. It'll uh, never work 100% out. Right. Agree. Right. And that was his choice. Well. It was our choice. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, I didn't want to put him in that position. Right. right he's right. always going to be my kid. It's always going to be a hassle. Yeah, yeah. and people are always never going to treat him exactly like they would somebody else. That's right. right. Whatever would direction. And, you know, sure. he worked at Alex Job and all that stuff. So yeah. It, he did just fine. He did exactly what he needed to, and now he's at Ganassi. And, on, the, know, on the Ford program. Yep. Right. It was pretty cool. One of the guys, uh, when Phil started there at Ganassi, said uh, – I don't know if he said, don't talk to Mike, but he said something like that, you know. And the next day, Mike walked up and said, hey, uh, when I used to race, your grandpa came over and said, if I need anything, let me know. Right. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, that's what kind of small world yeah. that right. we deal with. Right. Right. You know, your yeah. dad, your yeah. dad knows everybody. I know, you know, yeah. of that time frame. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. So, you know, and that's what I told him. It's a small world, so be smart. Now, you don't strike me as a guy that spends a lot of time on websites and forums and no. Facebook. And no. The, uh, like the racer.com forums where people comment after an article. It's one of our favorite pastimes. Yeah. Because it's, it's god-awful. Yeah, it's just a kind of a cross-section of what the world actually thinks. But uh, we believe we've fixed it because during the show last year, all we did was talk about how awful it was and make fun of it. And we've, we, we were checking some of the forums uh, for some of the guys we were meeting with this week. And we noticed how pleasant they all were. It was better. Yeah, All the it arguments were logical and yeah. you know, like, like good thought processes yeah. involved, not screaming. Complimentary and of the people they <laughs> yeah, were talking like, about. I enjoy your opinion. I Here's like Mike Shea. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like what? I think it's fun to talk to people like that because we, you know, Corvette fans and all that, yeah. and what their perception is of what's going on, mm-hmm. right, isn't really reality. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Obviously, uh, without making a big Corvette commercial, you guys have one of the most brand loyal fan bases out there. But do you get that guy who sees what you're working on? He's like, you know, on my 78, I found that if I just adjust the time. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you know where I can get side pipes for my 68? (laughs) Do they give you advice? Uh, Some. There is a few that are just priceless. You know, I I can't think of one at the moment, but some (laughs) of them are just like, you know, wow. I put a carter on that thing and. Right. You guys are going <laughs> ripping around here or something. You know, I mean, they just. Which is no concept of right. where we're at. Yeah. Right, right. But they're awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. They are dedicated. We get them. I mean, they fly to France. They bring yeah. their cars to France. Right. You know, I mean, it's just. Uh, I call some of them super fans. Yeah, right. well, they are. And they are just off the top. I mean, right. if you look at the Corvette owners from, like, prior to that program beginning, they were out there and they're proud of the cars, but now they have, like, a reason to go to events yeah you know what i mean like they go to the the, the museum 
you know, where you guys do testing at now and you bring the car there and people show up for that. It's like a really loyal brand. But to me, it's cool because I didn't grow up wanting to be in NASCAR or IndyCar. I wanted to be in sports car racing from the get-go because of my old man. Because your dad, yep. Um, but to see a brand be that loyal because of that one program that races in one niche thing, you guys don't do hill climbs or yeah. you know try to race another series with it. You literally do the one thing, and it's become a good program for the car sales. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people trade in and get the next one. Yeah, I was told exactly. like, like they, the, go ahead. They all want to talk about, you know, the next one yeah. and all that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We have the right one now. Yeah, so yeah. We're good. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's amazing. You know, they'll have a – a Ron Fellows edition, right. and they sell it in one day. Yeah, you know right. all of them. Yeah. Right, it, it's just mind-boggling that there's that many people. First of all, that know about road racing. Yeah, right. Know about Ron Fellows. Yeah, and have enough money to buy a car right. in one day. Right. right. Yeah. So when are they going to come out with like the the, the Binks. Dan Binks yeah. <laughs> like tuning special? They they won't want that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so cutting out, cutting out sort of the last let's say. 10 years of Corvettes because that's that's got an inherent bias. If there was one car, like you mentioned, the all-sport car, if there was one car you could have in your garage today that you worked on, what would that be? Yeah, that for sure would be the all-sport car. Okay. You know, I've, I've contemplated talking to Jack, you yeah. know, and I don't have the kind of money that you need to, to so buy to a buy car it, like right. that. You know, uh, one of Tommy's Berettas just sold for 500000 bucks. Holy whatever. crap. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, if the guy needs an engine, I have one. We're <laughs> <laughs> right, listening to Dinner with Racers. <laughs> you just bought a $500,000 Beretta. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. And uh, anyways, you know, the, the all-sport car was sort of the tipping point of, of both Tommy's and my career, right? I yeah. mean, we had great runs before that, yeah. and, and I've been fortunate enough after that. But that was, like, the one that was, like, wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh um, you know, Doug Louth came on board there. He was our, our engineer on that car, and he was, you know, super young, super smart. Right. And we were able to work together, and, uh, you know, Jack gave us good power. We had great cars. Rich right. Reichenbach was the engineer or the uh, fabricator that, that made the cars, and, and Doug was the engineer. Right. And we were just fortunate enough to get a, you know, a really fast race car. And Tommy was at, you know, his peak, and... Um, it was just, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, if Tommy was shorter, you know, where where he could have gone to, you sure, know, just being able to fit in more race cars. Right? Exactly. Right, yeah, right, he right, right. There was a funny story of him and Paul Tracy. And if I was five ten, they would have never heard of Paul Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk some trash on the new guys. Uh, when Jordan Taylor shows up. With, with all of this Jordan Taylor annex. Does everybody roll their eyes, or He's are you guys awesome. good with it? <laughs> He's unbelievable. Shut you down. Yeah. yeah. Shut you down, like, Sean. Don't you dare. You don't talk about JT. <laughs> he, uh, well, first of all, you you watch him on social media. I yeah. mean, he's just nonstop yeah. the funny guy. But when he shows up, he's kind of not the funny guy. Yeah. And then, you know, you just don't know which one you're going to see that day. And there'll be some point where there's a funny thing that happens that he's set up. Yeah. That you didn't see coming. Yeah. And he, uh, he's a riot. Yeah. Uh, I tell him his mom did a great job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Wayne, but Wayne, Wayne's Wayne. And, you know, I, I, Another theme. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, now one, you got one thing that was cool a couple of weeks ago, I got Wayne uh, 
they remade the Intrepid shirts at Pratt & Miller. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. And I got one for the three of them. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. That is cool. I want one of those. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, have you spent much time with Ricky, on the other hand? I have. Yeah. Uh, we messed around with them testing, and then we went to that, we did that WEC race last year. It wasn't very good. We weren't, we weren't really ready and didn't do the right job, but um, we we didn't know the rules good enough and had a couple problems. But, um, you know, it's been fun to work with him. He <coughs> drove this year. He drove at Lamar with us, and that was pretty good. He, you know, he, I don't know. You've never driven there, I don't think. No, I have not. Yep. It is unbelievably yeah. difficult. Yeah. It, it's one of those places where you have to drive it loose, and it never gets better. Yeah. And uh, some people can do it, and some people, well, some people can do it. Some people wreck, and some people just back off a yeah, little bit and yeah. make it happen and and he just needs more laps there yeah and uh you know he's still a young guy yeah he's got you know both I mean? of them are right yeah. exactly so um for some reason jordan has felt that car yeah a little more comfortable than sure. than jordan but he's he's running a lot of laps he's been in the simulator you know yeah so with, so, the, with uh, Jordan coming into the team, I think it was last year at the test day, he showed up, got in the car, and wrecked. And wrecked, yeah. And then Ooh. it was awesome. <laughs> well, it wasn't awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's a guy that comes in, he just smashes it big time. Yeah, right? and he, he just won Detroit. He just won Detroit, yeah, yeah. And literally, he went from the highest high to the yeah. lowest low, right? Yeah. And I said, dude, that'll happen here, you know, even when you're rested. Yeah. Okay, we set him up to fail on that deal. Okay. You can't fly here, get on a helicopter, right. and expect right. to go 10 laps in, and, you know. Having never been there before. Never been yeah. there. It's not planned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he wrecked. We got the car fixed. No big deal. You know, I told him, don't worry about it. I said, those parts are free. Right. We just yeah. get more. Yeah, it's right. all good. You know I mean? We have plenty of stuff. We have spare cars now. Yeah. Well, at that time, we didn't, but um, you just – Get that out of your mind, and yeah. it, and it it took him till probably I don't know three or four stents to get right going again. Yeah, you know, and you're just like sometimes you want to say, hey, drive like you should, man. Yeah, you know cool. what I mean? Right. But you just got to get through it. Right. And uh, he'll remember that the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, hey, and he got another chance, right? Which yeah. Is, that's, you know, that's where I was going with this, and then he gets to come back. Yeah. And now he's won. And, and he's won Lamar. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, you know, for anybody to win that race, I tell people, you know, my whole race career, all the championships and all the races and all that, when you walk up there on that podium and they sing the national anthem, that's the only one you need. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not discounting all the sure. Daytonas and all that, but for me, if that was my last day. You're that good. was it. You're good. Oh, I, right. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So who's the? Uh, you got a very buttoned-up group right now with the with the driver lineup for your full season. Who's who's the closet case prankster that we don't know about? Like is Garcia sitting there putting like dead fish in your underwear? <laughs> no. <laughs> just make Gar me happy Gar and say Garcia he is. Garcia is just a machine. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't. He's uh, a robot, right? Yeah. yeah he he doesn't. Plug uh, him in is he human? Yeah. Is he a human being? Yeah. Okay. He he's so nice. Yeah. It doesn't fit that he's a race car driver. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. You have to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't care what people think about you. And, right. And he is just like a regular calm. He'll get mad in a car. Don't get me wrong. He'll yeah. you know say something on the radio or something. But normally he's just like right to the point. 
doesn't mess around with anybody. Yan doesn't mess around much. Sometimes Tommy will yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Oliver's loosened up some lately. He does seem a lot more laid back. Yeah. 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 So uh, he was upset over that deal where those people got in his house and stole his medals and all that. Did you? I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So his family was home, and they, like, broke into one part of his house and stole his helmet and oh. all his uh, Lama medals. So that was a bummer. He was, he would, he was upset about that, yeah. obviously, as you can imagine. Yeah, but, uh, that's scary. Yep. Hmm. Having people in your house when your yeah, right. family's the there. Yeah, right. That's bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. Replace medals. Um, who's Don't come to my house. I know where the guns are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, if he was living over here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, those guys don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of that, they don't get guns at all. Antonio is, like, offended <laughs> that, my, that my daughter <laughs> shoots. Right. You know, my really? daughter shoots handgun and, huh. and rifles and, right. you know. And uh, you teach your 16-year-old daughter how to shoot? And it's like, yep. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've obviously, it's it's no secret that Corvette tests a lot of drivers throughout the years. I know a couple of my friends that have gotten to do it, <clears throat> as well as like the Cadillac program. Like you guys are always evaluating talent to get, I, I've been told the actual phrase was we wanted to get data on those drivers in case you needed somebody down the road you know who you yep. can pull and pick from. Um, who's the guy? that tested that you thought, man, they might get it and they might not, that we would be surprised to hear tested for you? Not recently, if that's going to affect anybody, but, like, who's somebody, like, 10 years ago or five years ago It's like, oh, yeah, we tested Jeff Gordon, and we thought, man, he, he wants it, he's got it, or anything no, like that? I mean, Jimmy drove it one time. Sure. And uh, Yeah, Johnny actually told us about that. Yeah, he yeah. flew off the track and spun out a couple times. He didn't times. tell us that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he didn't real those tires are – Pretty tough, right? Now you weren't there on day one of the of the Corvette program, and obviously today no. you're kind of seen as like one of the staple guys of that of that program. How was that transition going in? Uh, it was interesting. Bill DeLong was the sort of chief mechanic, right. crew chief guy, and right. he wanted to not travel. Had some young kids, and and uh, I had worked with Bill before on the Intrepid and stuff. So right. uh, it was actually kind of weird. I called Gary. Um, and he said, it's really weird that you called because Bill just talked to me about not going to the races anymore. And uh, I met with Gary. I called him on, I don't know, Thursday or Friday one week, met with him at lunch, and he hired me. And like I said, I'd already worked there before, right. so they knew sort of what they were getting. I was tired of the NASCAR stuff. Uh, um, I wasn't tired of the NASCAR stuff. Uh, my son called me on the telephone one time and said, uh, Dad, will you come over and play? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I said, you. I got to. Where were you guys living? We were living here. So we'd fly down there. But but we worked here. Jack's uh, Craftsman Truck Shop was in oh, okay. Livonia. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. So some just sort of bigger picture philosophical questions. You know, um, we talked with uh, Brad Kettler a couple days ago at yep. Audi. Um, obviously, they run a customer-driven program. Um, so they they – kind of have a different man master that they answer to in terms of how they right. budget, how they sell their cars, that sort of thing. But somebody like you who's running a factory program, Pratt & Miller has a history of not selling their cars to, to too many people. Um, when you hear about things like weekly BOP calls and stuff like that, like how has the sport changed to you and is it changing for the better? So on the BOP side? Yeah, or BOP or just where do you see like the, this, the current direction of where the sport's headed? So I think the current direction right this second with L uh, GTLM cars is probably the best it's been. Interesting. Okay. You know, I think uh, 
not only that we won, okay, but the Ferrari won the last race. You know, everybody won some. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but I'm saying that it's pretty darn close. They've been really paying attention to yeah. what's going on, yeah. and nobody's been able to run away with it. Right, right. So um, I think that part is better. I wish there was more cars. You know, I wish some of the, you know, Lexuses and those things would come GTLM racing right. instead of running, uh, you know, GTD. Yeah. But... Um, for me, we got great drivers in the right, class right. and great cars, great pit crews, you know. And if you don't do the right job, you don't win. Right. So that's why we do it, right? right. We, uh, you know, like do I said, you miss we don't being able to dominate. No. We do this because it's competition, right? right? We do it. I hate losing. Okay. And my wife really doesn't like losing because when I come home, I'm not really. Right. You, know, right. you know what I mean? Oh, God. That. She knows exactly <laughs> what to <damn> Ferrari <laughs> ruined my weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, and that's still the same as it was 20 years ago, right? And that's why we do this. Right. We, go to, we go to work, we work really hard, and we try to win races. And when you don't, you either did something wrong or, you know, there's not many times, even when you do win, I mean, you should have been able to do a few things better. Right. right. So that's the coolest part for us is go home. What did we do good? What did we do bad? Right. What do we need to work How on? Get right. You know, right. and if you get better every time, you win a lot of races. So we sat down with Mark Miller last night who raced for CJ Wilson Racing and uh, Bill Riley in the GTD class for the long races like Le Mans, Daytona, et cetera. And he's from, uh, well, he lives in Holland, Michigan, so okay. he's about two hours away, not too far away. Yeah, it's beautiful over there. Yeah, it was really nice. And uh, his question was, if you could choose, we do a pass-along question, so you'll have okay. one for Kenny Wallace tomorrow. Sweet. And uh, his question for you was, if you could choose any other race program to do what you do in current motorsports in any series, what would it be and why? And you can't say anything Chevy, GM, unless it's NASCAR. And I added the NASCAR part. So, like I said, if I was 20, yeah. I'd go straight to NASCAR. Right, but you're not. This is Dan Binks tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Open booking. Go anywhere you want. I don't know, man. I think I'm staying here. You're good. You, you got what There's you want. There's no I'm, way. I'm a lucky guy. Yeah. I get to wake up every morning. At 4.30. And work on cool <laughs> race cars. Right. With some of the best people on the planet. Yeah. Okay? If somebody can dream it up, somebody at Pratt & Miller can do it. Yeah. Right? If they can dream it, somebody can make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're so lucky. Yeah. You know, I uh, I believe in God or whatever, sure. and I believe things happen for a reason. Sure. And I left Pratt and & Miller, and I believe I was supposed to come back to Pratt and & Miller. Yeah. And I really feel that. Um, it's not that I didn't like Jack. Like I said, I spent 10 years there, but yeah. it was time to go. And when I called Gary and he said, you know, we got a spot for you, that was a really lucky day. Yeah. And uh, that was really good for Dan Banks, and it was really good for my family. And, uh, you know, like I said, my son's been able to get a job now in motorsports. Yeah. He loves it. My daughter wants to be a race car engineer. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, she's obviously she's smart enough to do it, and uh, you just never know. And, and how blessed would I be to have uh, – my son and my daughter, and my wife grew up racing. Her dad raced, and her brother's a national champion. So, um, and actually, we're going racing again with her. Her brother, we're working on a Formula V for the oh, cool. runoffs. Nice. So, uh, we're all about racing. That's why we do it. Yeah. You know, uh, 
like I said, a weekend off, we go racing. Right, right. So, so is there such a thing as a no racing anything day? Like, is so what? What does Dan Binks do when there's just you, there's no chump car, there's no restoring? Do I have to wagons. fix anything at the at the farm? I go camping the and go shooting. Nice. All right. Nice. Okay. So, uh, I shoot when we can. What's shooting? Um, we shoot trap, shoot yeah. rifles. I, in fact, I just got a new rifle. I got an 1885 Winchester High Wall. Sweet. Nice. So super old stuff, That's like cool. a sniper rifle yeah. from the Confederate time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just like going out and having a good time walking through the woods and, yep. you know, I don't hunt. Right. I tell people I can buy my own hamburger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like shooting, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I That's like exactly. archery. And, uh, Same as me. What's the yeah. song in your head when you're hunting? Foo Fighters? Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> Probably some Neil Young or something crazy like right. that, right? <laughs> something crazy like Neil Young. Keep on rocking. <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to sit down for lunch in Arnold, Missouri with Kenny Wallace. All right. Anything you could think to ask Kenny Wallace? It can be racing related or otherwise. What would he be doing if he wasn't racing? What kind of job would he have or, you know, where would he have seen his life going? I think that's probably the first time in a long time that somebody was like, here's a question and answer. Yeah, like that they weren't like, prepped. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's got to be good. I'm usually not like that. Well, what's <laughs> interesting is how serious people take it. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal when they're also like, I don't, I don't yeah, know Joey, what to ask. We had Joey Hand, and his, his question was for Janet Guthrie, the IndyCar yeah, female. Yeah, I know she is, yeah. And uh, he was like, <laughs> uh, like, just could not come up with it. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd just be interested to see where – you know, because him and his brother and all the stuff, how right. all that worked out. What had happened if the racing thing didn't work out? Right. What would they have done? That's fair. You question. know what I would have done? You'll never guess in a million years. Done. Corporate attorney. No. Corporate attorney. <laughs> uh, uh, John Paul's attorney. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to build prosthetics. Huh. Huh. Okay. Like, like a family history or anything? No. That's weird. But just like, <laughs> no, but you, I grew up in San Diego. There's military guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And you'd see them, and they'd be messed up or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I can make those. Right. Okay. You know, I can make those parts and pieces and all sure. that. And I, it never, well, racing was <clears throat> huge. That's what I wanted to do. But if that wouldn't have worked out, I think I could have made a business out of making, you know, carbon, That's titanium. A lot of money in that business. I know. If there's one thing we know, it's that Gary Pratt is a huge fan of our podcast. <laughs> like, I'm sure he's listened to all of them. He's like, who is uh, this? Yeah, yeah he doesn't even know a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy podcast? Must, uh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> maybe, you could, maybe you could run the prosthetics division. When, yeah, uh, you when never you know, right? right? You know, The Pratt Miller yeah. prosthetics. You or, never uh, know, man. They you get Liam Dwyer in there. Get him up on the bench. Well, good to know. You should buddy up with John Bennett. John Bennett. Yeah, there you should go. buddy up with John you, Bennett. He's you, not far. Liam Dwyer, John Bennett. Yeah, yeah. they start your own company. You never know. Yep. Start making prosthetics. They, and then uh, that company can sponsor a podcast. <laughs> right. You know. We'll help you sell more prosthetics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think there'll be anything after racing, so. Yeah, good. I'm good. Yeah. Well, you've had a hell of a career, so. Now, are you saying that in the sense that, like, this is it and you're going to do this until the day you die, or that uh, when you're I done, will then you're probably do work on cars till the end of time. Yeah. Until yeah. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That's cool. I have a bitchin' shop in my house. Yeah. Right. And I can work on one car at a time. Right. In fact, Tommy called me tonight and said, we got to get a car ready. So <laughs> I said, I, do you have a budget? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah. How do I know you're good for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have all his other cars, so I could just start selling them. Right. Like, all right. I yeah. told him I'm not taking the chicken car, though. 
Well, that thing's worth a lot. Of, that like, thing is at least at least five hundred dollars. And yeah. I and I will say I actually had the pleasure of driving that car a few years ago. Yeah. And the thing that caught me off guard is you expected it's going to get some attention. What I didn't expect was how many women come out of nowhere yeah. to want to get a ride in the thing. Just really didn't cock. expect that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 So there's a Timmy Petty. He's one. He's Maurice's son, I think. Right. He's a friend of mine from NASCAR land. And Tommy brought that thing to. Uh, Montana, yep. and he had his redneck teeth in and his and he was uh, in the drive-through at In-N-Out, and we're <laughs> sitting on the park benches, and he said, hey, Kendall, nice cock. Only Tommy can get away with that car. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like him too. That's his thing, exactly. Do you know who Decal is? Yeah. yeah. Paul Kelly. <laughs> I'm he the knows, only guy that knows, knows Paul Kelly. Name. He knows his Boom. name. Yeah. yeah. Paul Kelly. Yeah. So, funny story, Paul Kelly. Do you know Max Jones? Yes. Yes. He works at Ganassi. We're going to see him. Yeah, he's coming on too. Next week. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. So, I worked yeah. with Max forever. Oh, okay. okay. Paul Kelly saved Max Jones' life. Whoa! Holy shit. Yes. That's Tell me what that's we real. Need. You need okay. to say that. Who in the paddock saved your life? Oh, wow. we got to get a photo of Decal first of all. Wow, now this is like a big deal. So, so. We've been, he's been the kind of a theme of our road trip. So we did, like, I think the third episode of this season was with my dad. And I, I knew he had worked with Decal because uh, he had told us stories about him before. And then when I started racing, he, was, he actually worked on one of my teams a couple times. And uh, dad came to watch one of the races, and he was like, holy shit, Decal's still around? I'm like, yeah, he works on my car. He's like, whoa, I don't know about that. Like, easy. <laughs> yeah. And so I had him, I go, describe what, de like, define what Decal is. So you probably know him from back in the day, too. So yeah. I want your rendition of what decal is. I'm trying to make this guy a fan legend because he's he just, is he's a just fan an, legend. Well, he's an internal legend for sure. Yeah. But we need to get him. We need to boost Dude, up his, his story. So we would see him hitchhiking to the races, and we would, like, like we didn't see him. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad now knowing. Nah, get out uh, of here. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't feel bad. No, I did actually. We'd go flying by him at 80, you know, and the right. guy's hitchhiking. Right. And sometimes he would beat us to California. That's huh? what my dad said. That's the same that story. No, yeah, how is that possible? Right. I haven't talked to your right. dad. Right. That's. I literally am like, this is so perfect. Because yeah. it was none of this is Because staged. that's how it was. He yeah. loved it so much that he would literally hitchhike to California. Yeah. And you tell people that now, and people are like, bull. Right. I'd see him in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, just middle nowhere. Un unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and he saved Max Jones's life. So he right. saved Max Jones's life. And Max Jones will tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Is there anybody in the sport that you raced against that you admire that you probably never spoken to? I admire Will Moody. Okay, yeah. Okay. You know yeah. Will Moody? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Will Moody, I think if you asked him at some point, he hated me. Okay. Okay, literally hated me. Um, maybe. I don't know what he would say, but I, I think he d generally didn't dislike me. Yeah. We com we competed very hard, maybe too hard. Sure. Okay. And and some of those years, I'm not proud of how I raced. Okay. You, you I'm sure you've raced like that, and you get done, and you go home, and you go, man, that, that, that wasn't, wasn't what I should have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was some of those days, and probably more than there should have been, but I respected what he did and what he brought to the table, and... Uh, I'd like to have a beer with him sometime right. and just, you know, you know. Just kind of clear it. Yeah. yeah. What about a driver that you never got to work with that you would have liked to? Mark Donahue. Oh, yeah, great answer. Okay. So great I, answer. Uh, Tommy and I were able to beat his record, and it was almost bittersweet, right? We, w we won 11 races, and he won 10. Yeah. And uh, 
he wasn't there to defend himself, right? You know, right. sort of the way I felt. But, you know, things are made to be broken, right? Sure. People are supposed to, you know. And uh, I think he'd have been okay with how he did it, I hope. Right. So when IRL started, one of uh, Catherine Legg's great regrets was that she actually had an IRL offer for a lot of money that she ended up declining. Uh, is there anything like that in your career where you, you had something maybe you wish you could have taken? There's no regrets. Right. Okay, I wouldn't change anything. Every decision that was made, either by me or by somebody else, that changed my career, I, I'm – I'm super fortunate for all of that. Right. Uh, there was one time I was sitting in the front seat of a rent-a-car with Don Panos. Yeah. So it was the Batmobile. Right. The car went out, did like three laps, broke down. I went out there and wired it with an extension cord and got it running, and it ran seven more hours. But when I came back, they had cleaned the pits out. Uh-huh. Oh, because they, they like, were we're done. done. Yeah. And, and Don never forgot that. And he tried to hire me two different times. And... Uh, I didn't go to work for him, and, and I, like I said, I would never change that. I, it would have never worked with Don and myself the way that his, his ideas are. But, right. but yeah, uh, so, I, mean, I was more than flattered, though, more than yeah. once with right. him, you know, trying to hire me. Well, in some programs, you just you can't fight City Hall. Right. Exactly. You know, so, right. yeah. Um, so, in closing, yeah, I mean, I'm good. Thanks for being with us. Awesome. Very, very cool. Thanks for having me. Funny thing was, it's like I was telling Sean, I'm like, this is going to be good because he doesn't seem to f*** around. When he calls me, he's like, Stan Binks, what's going on? I'm yeah. like, yeah, yes, sir, here I am. All right, let's talk. So they're like, hey, who's this? What do I need? Um, I was good when we walked in the bar. What's that? As soon as we walked in the bar, I was like, oh, this is going to work. This is going to be this just fine. Yeah. yeah. I, don't have, I don't think we're doing too well in trivia. We haven't answered a yeah. single no. question. Yeah, I haven't even and they don't have the And they don't have the big guy. I don't know if they're going to win tonight. Oh. Oh. Okay. We should have signed up. We could have done it. Signed up, but oh well. Better to we say we could have won anyway. than lost. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this way we're not losers. Yeah, Boom. that's right. Yeah, we didn't right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you see your racing career going? Do you see GM moving you? Now, I'm not trying to make you say anything you can't or can't say, but obviously there's a big push for the future of DPI with GM. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. And you're not doing that. You're Corvette, and that's it. I like cars with real doors. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's been really good to me. Yeah. Um, unless we're racing GTP again. Right. You know, where they got 1,000 horsepower engines and all that. Yeah. You know. Uh, for me, the most fun cars are, of all times are Trans Am cars. Yeah. You know, 100-mile uh, races, either you got enough or you don't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our two-hour and 45-minute races are sort of like that. You know, they're – awesome pit stops and you know real racing for right. a short period of time i like the long races but let's face it i mean i've done i don't know yeah 60 24 hour races Ooh. that that 40 degree yeah, 40 degree chill at daytona at yeah. 4 a.m gets yeah. a little bit old and i don't even years. it's weird i don't think about that stuff right? yeah i whatever if it's not the race part i don't think you about it, it. Yeah. You know? yeah. um i try not to I can't think of a time where I was cold or right. I just don't – that part of my body doesn't think about yeah, that. Yeah. There's not room. You're a game face at that when point. When you're, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, to so a fault. Sean <laughs> walks into the pits at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning at Daytona and yeah. he's like, hey, Dan, you're going to be like right, like laser no, through him, like no, I'd busy, probably, not now. I'd probably like, say, hey, you know, what's up, yeah. you know, or whatever. You're not going to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, one of the things that Tommy praised, praised you for was that he said if – he ever had the choice of anybody in the world to be his guy, it would be Dan Binks because Adrian knew he won't be able to start the car. 
He's like, I'd take that guy anywhere. And the other thing he said, which I thought was interesting, because as a mechanic, there were times where the cars I worked on in the 24 hours had big wrecks, and you had to put them back together and get it back out there. And Tommy said that obviously you're there to win, and you love that, and you love, like, everything going to plan. But he's like, he almost loves it as much when hits the fan and everybody has to scramble and, and, and work together and fix a big problem. It's just slightly as much fun for you than when you get to win a race. Yeah, it's almost a sickness, right? Yeah. Because what that does is all the preparation at the shop yeah. comes into play. If the guy didn't do it at home right, yeah. if the part in the box isn't ready to go, right. you can't change. There's a, one of those uh, posters from the Corvette. I don't want to keep hitting that. That's but we wrecked gigantic. Yeah. And I think it says we changed 81 parts. <laughs> okay, they changed the clutch. Yeah. I mean, he burned it up trying to drive it home. We changed literally everything. And you don't find out how good a race team you have until you have days like that. Right. Okay? Nobody got hurt. Yeah. We wrecked our car big time, and we got it all back together, and we finished, and we didn't have to work on it again. Right. That's the key. Yeah. That's the success. You know, if you have to go out and come back in and work on it and yeah, fix it. Yeah, keep going. I, I, I don't really like that. That's yeah. a failure in my book, right? Sure. So we changed, I, like I said, I think it was 81 parts on, uh, it was Oliver's car. I can't remember what year it was. But anyways, we changed all those parts, and he went out, and he went down the back straightaway, the fastest mile an hour for the whole event. Yeah. And I said, Oliver, <laughs> dude. <laughs> We just changed all these parts. You need to feel it out. Right. And he said, well, I was mad, you know. And I was like, yeah, I know, but we just changed 81 yeah, like, parts. Easy does it, kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, but that's, he was doing his job and we were doing ours. Right, and, right. And I can't say enough, I'm so proud of the group of guys that we've been able to put together. And the whole group, you know, from Jim and Gary on down, they have supported our whole group. Uh, you know, we have Ben Johnson now as our team manager. And he's been there at Pratt and Miller for quite a long time, and he's got you know a lot on his plate. But to give everybody a place to work on race cars like they've done is a dream come true for a lot of people. Right. Cool. Back to poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're you got a there's a book out on Amazon.com. Yep. Called. Once again, making it fast. Making it fast by Dan Binks, by Dr. Dan Binks, <laughs> by uh, Norm Dewitt and Dan Binks. Yeah. PhD, <laughs> and it's PhD. a little choppy, but we 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 did our best. But the sales of that book directly help the camp that you own. That's right. So nobody owns it. Okay. So and I and we just borrowed money to help camp. Right. So right. nobody owns it. Okay. Uh, it's a 501c3. C, yep. So um, and we're rocking. You know, our staff is doing really well, and the kids and everybody just really enjoy it, and we're, we're going to get it to the point where it'll be self-sufficient and, and right. run forever. Cool. Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about racing in general, because I imagine it's probably pretty helpful if it's called Making It Faster, which I need to probably read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that'll directly help the camp that you support near Road America. And can somebody, if they're at Road America, just swing by yep. the camp and yep. see Yep, so you just go to the office and ask somebody to give you a tour, yeah. and and, uh, and uh, they'll help you out. Awesome. No problem. Cool. Well, hopefully we can drive some interest that way. I'm going to come check it out. You should come check yeah, it out. Yeah, for sure. PD sure. said he's going to help us, so, oh, awesome. uh, and Colin, so. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, we probably can't have a Honda Civic or something, but. Can you have an NSX? Yeah. It's pretty cool. We probably good. It's pretty one, cool. The new one's that's super what, cool. Well, that's what I'm driving. Is so, that what you're driving yes. here? Uh, you didn't park that in Hamburg. No, 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 no. We have a Honda Odyssey here. It's also really cool. Yeah. Hey, Same people that worked on that. You didn't get shot in the parking lot? No, uh, no, but if you saw some of the stickers on our car, we probably should. Yeah, we, we may need like, to get uh, out of here fast. <laughs> We're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a jacked up truck here, you're in trouble. Yeah, we have the minivan with we the Hello Kitty sticker on it. Hello Kitty sticker. And, uh. <laughs> well, we'll have to show you to yeah. understand the rest. <laughs> <Right>. <coughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for coming. Continental's got the check. I'm finished. Wow, that was such a great episode. That guest really knew how to tell a story. I couldn't agree more, Ryan. The only thing is awesome as Dan Binks giving us his time was you sitting here right next to me during this edit putting in the time as well. You're welcome, Sean. I'm right here. Anyway, uh, we are going to move on to one of our uh, fan submissions, actually. This is someone who uh, I had never met, never heard of, uh, a guy named Mike Birch, who uh, sent me some of his stuff. Thought it was pretty good. And um, he has an album available on Bandcamp. If you look up uh, Mike Birch, it's B-I-R-C-H on uh, Bandcamp.com. You can check him out there. He has a uh, pretty good album called Fact and Fiction. And uh, here's one sample of that, a song called Gypsy Wind.
She sings with a gypsy wind She moves with a gypsy wind She is one with a gypsy wind Gypsy wind.